You know, I believe that if we had carried on worshipping them, that the, 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 the glory cloud, the, the Shekinah glory, the, the cloud of God, that was tangible would have come in the room. It was here. It was absolutely here. The cloud was here. It's just breaking in through that, from this realm into the next. And this is what this, these series of talks have all been about. It's about us breaking in to the kingdom realm that uh, we want to see in the spirit. We do not want to be governed out of our flesh, but we want to be governed out of our spirit. Our flesh will lie to us. Our flesh will let us down. If ever I felt over the last three or four days of completely worthlessness, and you know, when it says, I am pitiful, wretched, naked, blind, and poor, that is how I feel. But it's only when we come into, an, into a place like this where you're set free, you suddenly realize, well, actually, I might be that, but I'm all his. I'm all Jesus's. And that he has set us free. There's nothing that I have done to deserve this. But there's one thing I've said is yes to him. Yes to him. And this is what we must be about. We must be living out of our spirit and not out of our flesh. We have got to get rid of this, this how it makes me feel. God is not interested in how it makes you feel. He's only interested about one thing. How much you advance the kingdom. How much you love him. How much do you love him? There's a holiness. There's a call for holiness to come in. And I'm, you know, I'm anything but holy. <laughs> you know, and, uh, but I know that I'm made holy through him. That's the only way that I can come. It's the only way I can come into his presence is by recognizing that I am nothing, but I'm everything in him. Um, and we're, we're, I believe, you know, Joe, I absolutely believe with every part of me, we're into it. I believe that we're going to start the last seven years in around about 2021. How does that make you feel? He's got to come back soon. The world cannot go on in the way that it's going. He has got to come back soon. And he isn't, as I said last week, he is not going to come back for a bride that is downtrodden, dirty, and absolutely useless. He is going to come back for a triumphant bride. He's going to come back for a bride that is doing the greater works. Even greater things that you will do than I. And when Jesus said in John 14, it's good that I go, but I will not leave you as orphans. I will leave you an advocator. What is an advocator? An advocator is somebody who comes along and pleads on our behalf. He advocates between the Father and the Son and us. So when we say, Holy Spirit, come, we've got to mean it. Holy Spirit, come. Because you will advocate for us. You will present our causes to our Father in heaven. And it's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, all dads. Happy Father's Day. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm expecting a Father's Day present. No, I've already had my Father's Day present from Joshua, but from my Daddy God. Why not? Why not? So, Lord, can I have a new knee? Can I have a new, new knee? Can I have a new back? Can I have a new complete whatever? Whatever I'm missing, can you make it complete? Because the last few days have been tough, really tough, where I haven't been able to move without being in pain. You know, where I haven't been able to sleep because it is just too painful. Um... But my faith is in him. My faith is, Lord, you know, I can't do a thing. I can't heal a headache, but I can come to you with this. 
Yeah, and I love prayers of faith for Sheila and you know, just coming up and praying and absolutely believing every word. Absolutely. And we have to believe it. You know, it won't stop me, you know, until I get it. Because I, I went on, and this is what happened on Friday. I just went, Lord, do you know what? I'm going to test this out. It says in your word, Lord, that I will run and I will not grow weary. I will walk and I will not be faint. So I'm going to run today, Lord. I'm going to get on, I'm just going to run. So I run, I ran for half an hour. Out of faith on the treadmill. I just ran in faith on a treadmill for half an hour. And it was a few hours later, and I'm thinking, wow, all the gates of hell shall not prosper. You know, I, I am determined to see my complete healing. It's already done. It's already done. You know, and what I said last week, and I didn't think it was going to come around as quickly as this, you know, on me, but, you know, I said last week, you know, that, that, that any sickness or any disease or any infirmity upon our bodies is an illegal trespass. It's illegal. It cannot happen on your bodies. You know, and, and I, want to, I want to put this to the test. Test something of your body. Don't just passively sit there and say, oh, one day. No. Lord, it says in your word, do not let the words depart from your mouth. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Meditate on it day and night. You know, be careful to do everything written in it. Then your life will be prosperous and successful. Yeah, and, and, and when we start applying the word into our lives, it's what? It's health to all our flesh. It's health, and it gives us life. You know, there's a part, there's a part in the Bible which talks about the marrow. Being, you know, the marrow, the bone of our, the marrow in our bones gives us life. It's in Proverbs. You know, and, and, and that's exactly what I'm teaching Joshua at the moment, is the fact that marrow is produced in the bone. You know, and it stores up things. It helps us store calcium and phosphorus and, and all these, these minerals that we need. You know, and, and these antibodies, because we're going to need them. We're going to need them in this time. But you know what? We need to be seeing in the Spirit. We need to be having encounters in the Spirit. We need to be you know, going for that more than anything else. So laying down our lives and living our lives even unto death. Yeah, we hear about persecution. And I know some people go, I mean, I go, I'm, you know, I go into a bit of fear. <gasps> oh, Lord, anything but me. Don't let me have it, Lord. But, uh, do you know, the Lord will give us everything that we need. Everything that we need. He'll give us the spirit of an ox to endure, if that is going to be our calling. But we need to be praying for our brothers and sisters. Yeah, there is a, if, there is a mounting hatred coming towards us. Look at the left-wing liberal agenda that is on us. I don't believe in this. Well, you're a bigot. You're a, homo you're, you're, you're a homophobic. No, homophobia is something that is an irrational fear. No, we're not scared of it. We cannot be scared. We cannot be scared to say, do you know what? I don't believe in climate change. It's a lie. But we need to have the facts and figures before us. We need to be starting to, 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 to have a look at all of this because it is a lie. But I'll tell you now, the increases of earthquakes and volcanoes is going to start erupting. And people are going to say, see climate change. No, this is the judgments of God coming on this earth. Just look at Matthew 24. I've preached on it. Matthew 24, when these signs happen, and these signs are going to start happening in an increasing way. Um, and I, I just want to say, so we've, we've got to come out of the flesh and we've got to start living in the spirit, yes? yes, yes, yes. So we've got to put our desires down 
and replace that with his desires. What's his desires? For all mankind to be saved. That's his desire, is to see all saved. Because many are going to hell. I mean, we're, we just, Heidi and I have just been listening to a couple of talks about a guy that spent 23 minutes in hell. A woman who died, a young girl that died on the operating table and spent some time in hell. Another man that, that, that went to hell for a, a long time. You know, so that he, you know, he was protected. And there were things in it that I didn't understand. But oh my word, it's a real place. And we do not preach it. We do not. I want to scare you out of hell. You know, and, 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 and this is the whole thing. I mean, just listen to this verse. It says in Galatians 5, it's talking about walking in the Spirit. Then I say, walk in the Spirit, so you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. There's a battle going in you right now. Right now. Between flesh and Spirit. Your Spirit is going, yay, preach it. Your flesh is saying, I don't want it. I, I don't want this. I want to carry on doing what I'm doing. Do you know, I mean, how would you like it? I mean, this is what somebody said to me when I was a brand new Christian. Brand new. He said, Andy, this is what it's going to be like at the end. When the books are opened. You look in Revelation 23 and 21. When the books are opened, there are books written about you in heaven. And I've been into a library in heaven and seen my book. And there are books opened. And he said, it's going to be like you sitting in a cinema with Jesus, just the two of you. And then on the screen, so it's like this. Can you imagine this? Just you and Jesus sat here, and on that screen comes your life. Every hidden thing, every thought, every motive being exposed on that screen. I don't know about you, but I want to run. I want to dive into a very dark hole and hide. Because if it was exposed, oh my word. But then Jesus will say, okay, we've, we've, we've gone through your life, this is it. Now I'm going to invite everybody in that is involved in your life to watch it with you for the second time. We've got to warn people that the consequences of their actions, unless you are saved, unless you've called out, Jesus, I need you in my life and I want you in my life, the consequences are undescribable. I think it was William Booth said, I wish that I could take every sinful man and woman and take them to the edge of hell and let them stare in. They will never sin again. Could you imagine being in torment, in incredible pain, where maggots are, this is what the Bible says, where maggots are eating your flesh and fire is burning you. That You know, can you remember the rich man in heaven when he talks to Lazarus? He says, give me one drop of water on my tongue. One drop of water where you are constantly thirsty. You are constantly being in pain. And your flesh, though it's been eaten, then creates again. And it just doesn't, you just doesn't die. Over and over and over and over and over. And it never stops. And then you've got the torment. That's, that, that's a pretty sobering thought. But it's not preached. Because it's not preached because I want to make you feel really nice. I don't want you. No, this is the fear of the Lord. This is the fear of the Lord. Yeah, we need the fear of the Lord. We need to to have some of these things exposed, unless we confess it. Unless we go to the Lord and say, "That's that's the most incredible thing. 
I have ever, ever known in my life is this table of the Lord. Because this wretched man was blind and now he sees. This wretched, pitiful, poor, <coughs> naked man is the, is the lowest and the worst of the worst. But I'm saved by the blood of Jesus. That means I can walk up with my head up. I can walk with my back straight. I can walk and say, I am made right by the righteousness of Jesus. And I can stand before the Father and he looks at me, not through my filth, but he looks at me with the eyes of Jesus. I am the apple of his eye because of the cross, because of what the blood has done. And we need to be telling people about the blood. We need to be telling people, unless you repent, this is going to happen to you. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. You are not under law. If you're led by the Spirit, He will lead you into what? All truth. All truth. And who's the truth? He is. Jesus is. Now the works of the flesh are evidence, which are, now listen to this, adultery. Listen to this. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, murderers, drunkenness, drunkenness, revelers, and of the like, and of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Well, that counts me out. Counts me out, most of that. But no, it's people who have not got Jesus at the center of their lives that have asked for God to forgive them, to have the blood purify us and make us right in his sight. All that's gone. Isn't that incredible? That's gone. It's, it's if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just and will cleanse you of your sins and purify you from all unrighteousness. So if all unrighteousness is gone, what's left? Righteousness. You're made right before God. That's incredible. This is incredible. The cross and the blood is incredible. It's more than just getting us into heaven. It's much more than that. This is the good news of the kingdom. This is the good news of the kingdom. And we've got to declare this. We've got to warn people that this is the consequences of their actions is unfathomable. You can't even think about it. As I keep saying, what happens if we're right and they're wrong? Wow. But the fruit of the Spirit, oh, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and being of good self-control. Against such, there is no law. If we fulfill this, we fulfill everything. I keep saying, love the Lord with all of your heart. It's really simple. Love the Lord with everything that you've got, and then he will give us the capacity to love one another. And that's hard. That's really hard. But I love the Lord. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So if we can crush these desires in us, 
and uh, um, just, just, just not allow them in. I said to the Lord, uh, not yesterday, day before, Lord, you know, I, I'll, I'll do this for you. And the next day, the very next day, I did the opposite. I'm thinking, oh, God, that's why I need the blood. That's why I need Jesus. But I want to be living in the spirit and have the spirit man in me overtake the desires of the flesh. Wouldn't that be great? Isn't that, wouldn't that be fantastic? And I'll tell you what, then you'll see in the spirit. Then you'll walk in the spirit like never before. And the key is to love him with all of your hearts. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Because we are fighting for a kingdom. As I said last week, there's a kingdom of darkness, a kingdom of light. We win. We win. We win. That was from Colossians 1.13, Hebrews 12.28. You can do if you want. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, we are in a kingdom that doesn't matter what happens, the gates of hell cannot prosper. We're in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So when sickness comes on your body, get rid of it. It's illegal. All the alarm bells, you trip off an alarm system in your body. Trespassers, get out. Command it out. I'm going to have a new knee one way or the other. I'm going to have a new whatever. Whatever I need, the Lord's going to give it to me. One way or the other. Because why? Because I choose to believe. I choose to believe in the word. I choose to believe that it says, by your stripes, I am already healed. Not might be, not maybe. I am already healed. So I've got to see it as God sees me. If he sees me righteous, that means I'm without sickness, I'm without disease, I'm without any infirmities. He sees me as being whole. Because he is impossible. Does, does God make something that's imperfect? No. He makes it so we are perfect in his sight. So Lord, help us. Lord, give us a revelation of yourself like we have never had before. A revelation of healing in this place like never before. A, res- a revelation of, of who you are and what we have in you when we choose to believe. In not the things that we cannot see, but in the things that we can't see. Help us, Lord, because it's all about the kingdom. And Jesus in Matthew 9, verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. What is the gospel of the kingdom? Well, it's very simple. Salvation, yes. And healing every sickness. And every disease among the people. Not a little bit. Not just a few. But all sickness and all disease. So when you sit there and you say, well, Lord, I've still got this. No, contend for it because he's already, he's already done it. It's already there for you. As Sheila said, Andy, there's a body part that he can, he can re- reconstruct your knee. You don't have to have this old knee, knee made new. You just have to have a new knee. And yeah, there's, there's a warehouse up in heaven that I can ask for a new knee. That I'm not going to be played with sciatica. I don't have to have any of this on my body. And I choose not to. And this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the gospel of the kingdom. But, you know, do you know it's not... 
some diseases or illnesses. It's every disease and every illness. Every. Wouldn't you like that to have every person you pray for? When you declare the gospel of the kingdom is at hand. Wow, here we go. Here we go. I was having a little thing down there when, in, the, in the worship. Yeah, and I was in it. I was just in it. And I just saw Kavan being raised from the dead. And then I just had a thing about ringing up his mum and saying, Hey mum, I've got a voice here that you're going to recognise. This is what I'm doing. Why, why am I doing that? Why am I sat there imagining that? Because it's going to happen. Would God put that into my spirit? Because in my spirit, not in my flesh. Would God put that into my spirit unless he was going to fulfill it? So what he's doing is preparing me in the spirit first because I'm going to bring, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to contend for that. I am going to contend with that. If we're having the spirit of Elijah come on this earth, and Elijah's bones were laid over, and the, the valley of dry bones gets up with flesh and sinew and muscle, and there's complete restoration. Because what does Jesus says? I am the resurrection and the life. And if anybody comes to me, shall not perish, but have eternal life. It's incredible, folks. We've got an incredible gospel. But yet we do not believe it. We do in this place. I believe in miracles. Yep. We've got to be prepared for what is about to happen. And the most of the preparation is going to happen in you rather than to you. You've got to be prepared that this is going to happen in you before it comes to you. Does that make sense? So start seeing these things. Start seeing, you know, people being resurrected resurrected from the dead. Start seeing the cripples walking. Start seeing blind eyes seeing, deaf ears hearing. Start doing it. If you've got a deaf ear, practice on yourself. I'm praying now that I don't need these. Lord, give me 20-20 vision. I'm, pray- I'm praying. And until that happens, because it's going to happen, God will have a body of people just as like he had from when they brought out the two and a half million out of Egypt. He had a two and a half million people without any sickness on them. Their clothes didn't decay. Their sandals didn't run, run out for 40 years. And Caleb, you know, says at the age of 80, I'm as strong now as when I was then. He's going to have a body of people like this. Amen. So why not us? If not me, then who? If not here, then where? If not now, then when? Come on, folks. Come on. We've got to start looking at the good news of the kingdom. The good news of the kingdom. It's not bad news. It's good news. See, and if there's a kingdom, here's a question for yourself. What's your role in the kingdom? What's your role? Have you ever said, what is my role, Lord? What do you want me to be about, about the kingdom's business? But Lord, what's my role in that kingdom? And here's another one. We've got to be kingdom-minded, not church-minded. It's not about bushfire. Yes, bushfire is about the kingdom's business. But we're not looking to make a massive, huge church. We just want to do what God has called us to do, and whatever that involves, well, hey, I'm happy with that. Because these are the words I want to hear. Andy, you're being my good and faithful son. 
You've been good and faithful with what I've given to you, and you've returned it back to me tenfold. And in you, I'm really pleased with. Well done. Don't you want to hear that? I've, re- I've repaid it tenfold. Not 30, not one, but tenfold. So in other words, I've returned it 100% back to what he's given me. And do you know what? We're going to take this gospel to the four corners of this world. We're going to take the good news of the gospel to every person who hasn't heard the gospel. To everybody. I do not want anybody's blood on my head. Even if it makes me unpopular, the consequences of that action is going to send you to hell. Repent and turn around and follow Jesus. And you're going to see a deluge of people who are going to be falling on their faces when you just say repent. Boom! And they're going to be repenting. Because the power of God is going to come on a body of people that will preach the good news of the kingdom and be about the Father's business. But what are we going to be compelled by? What compels us? It's got to be love. It's got to be love for the Lord. You know, with everything that you've got, every part of you, it's got to be out of that love for him and a love to see people set free. Doesn't, don't, don't you want that? How many people do you know that are suffering? I, I, I know a lot of people that are suffering. Bring the good news to the kingdom. Practice on them. Practice. Start believing. Start believing. Nothing more, nothing less. Matthew 24, verse 14. And this is after Jesus says, when the, the disciples have asked Jesus, what is the signs of your second coming? What's the signs of your second coming? And Jesus says these words, you can read them. And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. You see, in the greatest part of darkness, there is going to be light. When deep darkness covers the earth and deeper darkness of people, there is going to be a light that will be a witness to all nations. And the preaching of the kingdom will come about. Where there will be more people, I believe now, in heaven, by the end of this, than there are now in, a, on, in hell. Seven billion. I don't ask for a billion. I ask for the world. Because that is his desire, is not to lose one, but to see seven billion come to the Lord. Stop limiting Yes, there are going to be a body of people. We're, taught, we're told about that in the wheat and the tares. There are going to be two kingdoms that are going to arise at the same time. The kingdom of the tares, which is darkness, the evil one, and the kingdom of wheat. There is going to be a maturing of these two kingdoms. But you know what? I want to be mature in him, don't you? I want to be mature in him. But you know, have you ever thought, what is the kingdom like? You need to understand this. What is the kingdom like? Well, there are two things used in Scripture to the word kingdom in the, in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. And there is the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Why would Jesus in one sentence say the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven? Have you ever thought about that? The kingdom of heaven is the kingdom in the spirit. The kingdom of God is the physical things on this earth. So when you see the kingdom of heaven, it's talking about the heavenlies, the spirit realm. Because the, 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 two, the, the two are together. They are interlocked. 
So when it says, Lord, let your will be done in heaven as it is on earth, there are the two kingdoms, bringing heaven down to earth. That is our job. That's been about the Father's business. Bringing heaven down out of a right motive, out of not selfish ambition to look good and to be good, but you've heard the voice. Do it. So heaven speaks of the spiritual things, the things of heaven, whereas God speaks of the kingdom of God, speaks of the physical. So what's your calling in that? I'm being absolutely practical here. What is your calling in this kingdom? What's your calling? What gifts does the Lord want to give you to complete this calling? Because all you have to do is ask and it'll be given when it's in a right motive. Lord, I want your kingdom to come down on earth through me, Lord, because this is what you say. And I want the good news of the kingdom to be spread upon this earth. So, Lord, I pray now, give me the gift of healing so I can preach. When the people have been healed, I can preach the kingdom and the good news of that kingdom, which is Jesus coming down for a, a world that doesn't know him and dying for that person. That's the good news. But if it's like this, no, I want to have a great ministry. I want to have an itinerant ministry where I go all around these churches, I go and preach, people are healed, and then I'm out of here. Ah, oh, and then I get to five business class. That would be nice, isn't it? But you know what I mean? No, Lord, do you want me to go to this church? And when I go to this church, which part of your kingdom do you want me to bring with you? Well, I want you to bring all. I want you to heal all diseases. Yeah, and this, this is where I... This is my calling. It's to set the captives free. This is my calling. That is what I know the Lord will do. I will see a healing ministry where I set the captives free. How many people want that? I hope all of you. How many people want to give, not just a word of prophecy, but to have the spirit of all prophecy, which is the knowledge of Jesus? So you can preach the knowledge of Jesus. You can bring revelation so people can meet Jesus for themselves. Here's my best friend. He's not just my friend, he's, he's everything. This is my Jesus. Here he is. And they, and they fall in love with him. Isn't that incredible? I want, you to, I, want you to, I want to introduce you to the kindest person you'll ever meet. I want to introduce you to the person that loves more than you can ever believe. I want to introduce you to the person that is more faithful than any person you've ever met. And his name is Jesus. Here he is. <gasps> Don't you want that? I want that so much. I want that so much. And if, you know, if I'm hidden away doing that, you know what? I'll be quite pleased with that. I'll be really pleased with that. Because the thing of ministry has completely ripped out of me. The desire for it. You know, I just want to be about the Father's business. I want to be going to those that really need to hear the good news of the kingdom. You know, when you have a parent, and I think that's one of the most tragic things, is to have a parent who have lost a child. But to be the good news in that situation... Give me your child. And you lay over it. And boom. Nose to nose. Isn't that what Elisha did? He lay over that dead boy's body. Nose to nose. Doom. And when it didn't happen, he did it again. And then, here you go. Here's the good news of the kingdom. Jesus loves you so much. And then you can preach the good news of the kingdom. This is what Jesus did. 
He says, as you go, preach the kingdom. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. Isn't that incredible? And this is what it should look like in Colossians 1, verses 9 to 14. For this reason, 1, verse 9. See, this, this is a promise of God. This is a promise of Jesus. For this reason, Paul says, we also, since the day that we heard, did not cease praying for you, and to ask that you may, this is the reason, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Wouldn't you love that? To be filled with everything of the Spirit, to have all of the wisdom and his understanding. All wisdom. All wisdom. It's talking about the sevenfold Spirit of God of Isaiah 11, verse 2. It's having all wisdom and all knowledge and all understanding and all revelation. Not just a partial part of it, but all of it. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. Don't you want to please Him? Don't you want to fully please Him? When you meet Him and then you see Him before the will finishes, He says, well done Andy. This is what I want you to do next. Don't you want that? Because he can trust you. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Lord, show me your way so I may know you. Show me your way so I may know you. Know you fully. Fully pleasing him, be fruitful, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might. There's the word paramite. With all might. This is talking about the sevenfold Spirit of God. Being full of all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering, suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. You are qualified. If you love the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding and you acknowledge him in all of your ways, do you know what I mean? Stop thinking out of your flesh. Start thinking out of your spirit. Many, many of us are really good at disqualifying ourselves. He has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered you and me from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son, of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. And you know what? God has hidden things that he will reveal through his people. God has, re- has hidden the mysteries of what is coming, but he's going to reveal those mysteries in a body of people, which is you and me. Isn't that incredible? That God wants to reveal the mysteries that have been completely saved, and, and nobody knows it, not even the 24 elders in heaven. He saved these things. For this generation. Can I prove it to you? Oh, you've already got it there. Colossians 1, verse 26. The mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been relieved to his, revealed to his saints. To them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
Christ in you, the hope of glory, will reveal Jesus to a broken world that don't know him. And you will heal the sick, you will raise the dead, you will cleanse the lepers, you will drive out demons. And then it's Christ in you, the hope of glory, has been revealed to the Gentiles, to the world. And I love this. Him we preach. Him, Jesus we preach. Jesus we preach. Not about ourselves. <laughs> it's not about making ourselves rich. It's not about making ourselves itinerary ministries or whatever, or having a massive church. It's in him, Jesus, because I'm about the Father's business. I'm not going to be dictated out of the flesh. Enough is enough. We don't have a great website or a... You know, I thank God because Heidi's done it, and it is brilliant. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant website. But you know, it's not all glitter and gold, is it? You know what you mean. It's not. It's it's. You know, we haven't paid thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pounds as a ministry to get a fantastic, you know, all dazzling, all singing, all dancing website. You know, it's functional because it's in Him we we preach. I'm sorry, Shatsing. You see, we've got to warn every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. We can present everybody that we meet as being perfect in Christ Jesus. Isn't that incredible? We. You see, God can do this in the blink of an eye. But he won't. He wants us, a body of people that love him and are about his business, he will reveal all this. I want you to take away these scriptures, and I want you to eat them and meditate on them. The mystery that's been hidden from all these ages and generations, God is going to reveal, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. Because when we say Jesus will come back to a body of people before he comes for a body of people, it's Christ entering into you. It's the feast of tabernacles, of God himself tabernacling in a person, because it's Christ in us, the hope of glory, in a person. Here I am, Lord. Come and tabernacle in me. Come and tabernacle in me. So I may present every Gentile, every person that I come across as presenting the gospel through signs and wonders, giving the good news of the kingdom and tell them how much they're loved by Jesus and what he's done for them. Isn't that our job? So what is the church, what's the word church mean? Have you ever thought, what does church mean? It's being called out. Church means to be called out. From what? The world. It means to be separated from. To have nothing to do with the world. Yes, we're in the world, but we don't follow the passions of the world. Do you see what I mean? We've got to come out of Babylon. And that's where a lot of, you know, I was talking to Heidi about this. People like Catherine Kuhlman and uh, William Branham, you know, that he only lived. William Branham died in 1964, 65. Um, he died then, but he had a vision. And this is a vision he saw that horrified him, absolutely horrified him. He had a vision of a woman walking down the street half naked. Do you know what he saw? He saw a woman walking down with a miniskirt and basically, you know, a beach swim, swim, swimming costume on bikini and he was horrified absolutely horrified he the likes of William Branham and A. Allen and Catherine Coleman would not be able to cope in this world wouldn't be able to cope 
I was on a website yesterday, just having a look at uh, some stuff, and uh, just just browsing, and I was shocked. I mean, it was, it was like presents. It's like a really cheap place you can go and order, and you just pay the postage, and it gets sent. It's really cheap and nasty. But there are some things that are meant to be really, really good. So I was looking for this, a pair, basically a, a pair of trousers that are completely waterproof, and if you put a knife across them, they don't cut. And I know that they're on this website because somebody told me about it. So I'm looking at it, and I come across this. I'm thinking, what? What's that? Um, what? What is that? And so I'm, I quickly go off it, and I come across another thing, and then another thing, and then another. And I'm thinking, oh Lord. I was only looking for a pair of trousers and I found this. So I capture every thought, Lord, and I make it unto you. I'm just going to have nothing of this. I'm not having any of this, Lord. And this is, this is what we've got to do. We've got to go into this world. We've got to clean it up. We've got a lot of cleaning to do because it's about your kingdom. So church is part of the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of God is not a church. Church is part of the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of God is much, much, much more than church. Much, much more. And yet, what have we done? We've made church the be-all and the end-all. Hardy says this to every person that rings us up at Bushfire, you know, making inquiries. Oh, we're only a small body of people. Oh, we're only quite small. We're not this big, huge church. We're, it's like making excuses, you know, or, you know. But, but no, you know, as I said last week, I'd rather have a small church that love the Lord than have a massive church that goes on their feelings. Much rather that. Yeah. Absolutely. <coughs> yeah. You see that, you know, we, we, cannot, we cannot be saying, oh, it's only a little us. No, it's us that will lead the way. It's us as the first fruit. It's us as a remnant company of people that will march on these streets. And I'm not being elitist. This is the gospel. Somebody's got to grab hold of it and not make it about the flipping church. I don't want a mega church. I want to be about the kingdom, which is so much bigger than a mega church. I want to be about the kingdom's business, about the father's business. I want to set the captives free. I want to heal the sick. And then we can come back and we can just say, guess what happened? Guess what God did? And we can encourage one another. We can spur one another onto love and good deeds. This is what the kingdom is about. (coughs) I don't want to have a thousand people. But I'll tell you what, we'll have a thousand people coming through our doors. We'll have tens of thousands of people coming through our doors. And we won't want to keep them. We want to teach them and then send them out. We want to make them like Jesus, teach them this, and then send them out. And then he will return. I must. You see, so we must come under that kingdom authority. We've got to come under that authority. We cannot be mavericks. We cannot be doing this ourselves. We've got to come under. We've got to work. Each and every one of us is part of that kingdom. But if there is a kingdom, there must be a king. And we cannot be working for ourselves. It's about Jesus. It's got to be everything about Jesus. And it's not about a building. It's about the kingdom. 
And we must have a bigger vision of what the kingdom entails. We're going to spend a thousand years putting this earth right. Can you think about spending a thousand years working, you know, not playing a harp on a cloud, but working really hard to put this world right? Right, lion, you cannot go after that lamb. Put it down. Put it down. Put the lamb down. Crocodile. You cannot go around doing that. Put the deer down. Oh, but you don't know what he did to me. Forgive him. Forgive him. This is what it's going to be like, folks. And then we're going to show, then we're going to say to the, the, to the area that the Lord has given to us, and I'll get to this, maybe not today, but next week. But we'll be saying to people, listen, guys, this is what we're going to do. There are seven feasts of God. We've been taught about them. We spent the last 500 years going through the feasts. Now we're going to go to them. We're going to go to Jerusalem and look at this. And there's a huge aircraft. I mean, Neville's seen it. It doesn't fly with petroleum or whatever. It flies with light. But it's huge. It's a mi- its wingspan is over a mile. We're going to get on this. We're going to go to Jerusalem. In fact, forget about that. We'll just go Philippian Airways. <laughs> Come on, follow me. And we're in it. Oh, but hang on a sec. We've got to walk across this river. We'll walk across the river then. Follow me. And then we're going to introduce them to the king for a thousand years. Don't you want to be involved in that? Now, little snake, don't bite. No poison. No, get rid of that. You know, spit it out. Leave the mouse alone. Do you know what I mean? It's, It's just, this is what the Bible says. And we've got to put it into practical terms that the lion shall lay with the lamb. How would you want it to go? I said this to Joshua. Africa is in my blood. I was born there. I'm going to be walking the belts of Africa. I'm going to say, hey, Jumbo, come here. Just, just lift me on your back. And the super tusk with his huge tusks. And he's going to love me because guess what? Nothing's going to come against him. Because there's no rifles, there's no guns, there's no wickedness. They're not going to have a fear of man. We, you know, we're watching at the moment in our garden hundreds and hundreds of birds. It is. It's like the M1 and the M25, all converging in our garden. We've got woodpeckers. We've got, we, we, I looked out the window and I said, Heidi, there's a peregrine falcon. Just, just, just there. And we're having bird life like no before. And I can go in the gym and I can be this far away from a, a ball fat... Fat, a ball of fat and uh, fat balls and, and uh, you know, I can be and, and I can watch all these blue tits just feeding and feeding and feeding I'm that far away and they're looking at me looking at me and they know that I won't hurt them there's a little bit of heaven in there it's a little bit of heaven yeah and then yeah anyway yeah, you should have heard what Joshua said yeah anyway but if we're under this kingdom we've got to be coming under authority of the King of Kings. And we've got to have a bigger vision and a bigger concept of who we serve. We don't just serve any old king, we serve the king. Here's my Jesus. Hey, witches, come here. Come and have a look at my Jesus. I'm not going to be frightened about your curses or your whatever. Look at my Jesus. He's so much bigger than you, so much bigger than your God. Boom. Yes. Having no fear. They, know, they will know when you have no fear. I've got no fear of them. I've got to believe in bigger. And we've got to have the capacity 
to love greater. Yes? To love greater. Love, 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 love greater. Yeah, it hurts when we hear about Anne being attacked. Because she's one of us. So bless her, Heidi went straight around and prayed with Anne. And, you know. But this, we're in a battle. We're in it together. It's not ones and twos. If we go out in ones and twos, we'll be picked off. We're stronger as a body. Much stronger. You know, I love what Anne said at the beginning of the service. She told um, this friend that we prayed for, you know, Janet, with cancer. And she, Anne said, you know, and, and we tell her that it's not just that we've got the church nicely, quietly praying for them. These people really go for it and really believe in what we're praying for. We absolutely do believe in it. We do believe that she'll be set free of cancer. We don't just hope. It's not like just putting a fishing line out there and a bit of bait on and hoping that, it, you know, if we catch a fish. No, I put the fish out there knowing that it's going to be, I'm going to get something. But yet we see traditions and doctrines of man. We just see it all about numbers, rivalry, jealousy, personal kingdom building, backfighting. You know, I've met, in my, my walk as a Christian since I was 28 years old, I can go back to my rugby club, as I did a few months ago, with guys I haven't seen for 30 years, and we can be back into what we were like. You know, not what we were like, but, but back into it as friendship. You know what I mean? Deep friendship. Where I know that if something happened to them, I'd be in, in the trench with them, and they'd be in the trench with me. You don't see that a lot in church, do you? You don't see it a lot in church. You don't see that when one is hurt, we're all hurt. You don't see the fact that, you know, we're in this together. I'm in the trench with you, and you're in the trench with me. We don't seem to have that sort of concept. And, you know, I've seen far too many Christians hurt by church. Who's been hurt by church? Go on, everyone has. We all have. We've all been hurt by church. But get over it. Get over it. Get over that hurt. Forgive the people and move on. Because in this place, we're about the Father's business. In this place, we're not going to be about that. We're about to fill each other up. We're spurring one another on to love and good deeds. I would love it, you know, if somebody comes back. I went out and somebody got raised from the dead. I wouldn't go, oh, I wish wish that was me. No. Flippin' brilliant. What happened? How, what did you do? Tell us a story. Come on, fill us with a bit of faith. Do you want to, you know, it's got to be more than that. I've seen too many Christians put out into communities so the church can boast about it. You go out into that community so we can boast about it in an annual report. Doesn't work that way. We've been called out to be separate from, to come out and have nothing to do with that side of church. Have nothing to do with it. Right, I'm going to finish. It says, but know this, 2 Timothy 3, verses 1 to 5. These are perilous times. These, we're li- How many people recognize that we're in perilous times? Perilous times. But to know this, that in the last days, we're in the last days. We are in the last days. Perilous times will come. And that word perilous is fierce times. Fierce. <coughs> Where the Bible says that many hearts will fail. When they see this. Perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, 
rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, having a form of godliness, but denying the power. I think Jesus is pretty good, or the Holy Spirit is pretty good at pointing out this. That most of the church, this is describing most of the church as we know it. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. But it's the next verse. Have nothing to do with it. Have nothing. Be called out. Separate yourselves. Have nothing to do with it. Because there are Philadelphian type of people sitting in a Lossadian church. You might be a a person that, that God has got a great calling upon your life. And you're sat in a Lossadian church where you're going to lose your life. Have nothing to do with it. You know, this is why we love the, I love this place. Because we want to be about the Father's business, don't we? Yes. yes. Is, this, is this helpful? Yes. Is this helpful? Because I want to get our mindset of living in the Spirit, seeing what we're fighting for, seeing where we're headed, what it's all about, where we're headed, what's our role in it, what's our rank. You know, I might be just little old Landy here, but in heaven, there will be people standing to us as I walk past. Hey, look. You know, you know it's, like, it's like when... Uh, I, want, I want you to see yourself as this. It's like um, the SAS, the SBS, Seller Scouts in, in my part of the world. You know, when these guys walk into a room, everyone goes quiet. Everyone starts nudging. Joel, you see those guys? They're SBS. See those guys? They're SAS. Wow, and they have this awe around them. That's what it's going to be like for us when we walk in heaven. Wow, hey, look. See that guy, SBS. They, they, look at that, SAS. Last day remnant. They fought, look at what. And, and they're going to be like this. <gasps> Isn't that incredible? Don't you want to be part of that army? So, Father, we give you thanks. Because, Lord, you are preparing us for the kingdom. For your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we thank you, Father, that you are preparing each and every one of us in this room. Lord, we might not see it all, but we grasp what you're saying. We might not understand it all, but Lord, it says that we will have all wisdom and understanding. And we ask for that, Lord. We ask for the, the mysteries that have been hidden to start being revealed. That we have all understanding and all wisdom given to us. And all of your power and might given to us to enable us to do these things. Holy Spirit, we ask you now to come and help us to establish your kingdom on earth. To go out and to preach the good news of the kingdom. To preach the gospel of the kingdom. To preach the kingdom of God here on earth by living in the Spirit. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to live in that spirit realm more than we live in this realm. Lord, I pray now that as this week goes by, help us to live and meditate on you. To hear your instructions to this army for these days. And I just get the word acceleration. God is going to accelerate. He will bring about in literally one year what we have been dreaming about for 20 
Thank you, Lord, for the word acceleration. You're going to hear that word being spoken about more and more. Acceleration, acceleration, acceleration. And Lord, we want to accelerate into the things of you. Come and fill us even more with your presence. Come and fill us even more, Holy Spirit, with everything that we need. And I just pray, Lord, that all of heaven will back us up. All of heaven will come. And to see Christ in us, the hope of glory, being established on earth. Lord, I pray, take away any fear and replace it, Lord, with valour and bravery. That you will have a body of people, us here, to do and be about the kingdom's business. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen.